0: This JT The Brick Legends moment is brought to you by M Resort, the official team headquarters hotel of the Las Vegas Raiders. You got some weapons. Yep. You got some weapons. And it's like we've been waiting just for the Raiders to take that next step. Yes. Like, how close do you feel like you guys are to taking that next step and contending? Well, I mean, we had, we had, we're three or four plays away from having 12 or 11 wins. Like, literally three plays. And it's like, we're so close.
1: Derek Carr up at Tahoe he played well the American Century Vinny Del Negro won it friend of the show happy for Vinny D first basketball player ever to win the biggest celebrity golf tournament in the world some of the biggest names in golf he beat John Smoltz in a playoff and Derek was putting up a lot of photos on Instagram and Twitter about the great experience he had in Tahoe Jerry Robinson kind enough to join us Raider legend great friend of the show fabulous alumni who bleed silver and black, and we get to talk to him for the summer buildup of Tom Flores going to Canton, Ohio. Jerry, good to talk to you, my friend. How are you?
0: What's up, JT <laughs> the Brick, my man? Hey, man, I got a question for you. Did you enjoy the Garth Brooks concert last night?
1: I did. I got my country on Saturday night. You would have been proud of me. You can bring, you can bring JT to hip hop. You can bring me to rock and roll. You can bring me to country, and I'll be there uh, throwing the party. It was a lot of fun, and you've been in Allegiant Stadium. I've been there with you, introducing you a few times, and it really shined on Saturday night.
0: Well, you know what? I mean, it's one of the one of the wonders of the wonders of the world, Allegiant Stadium, man. And you know what, man? Garth Brooks is one of the most the amazing entertainers of all time, man. And, and, and I wish I had a chance to, to, to to have been there yesterday, man, or last night, but I just, you know, one of my favorite book songs, man, if tomorrow never comes, I'm like, yes. you know what, man, this dude can throw down. I just, anyway,
1: I knew that you'd be there. I knew you'd have fun, but it's great to be on your show. JT. Yes. And thank you. And we wanted to talk to you. And I'm happy the alumni got got you because you played for the LA Raiders before that, the Eagles and, the great career you had as a college football Hall of Famer at UCLA. When was the first time you remember going up against Coach Flores, meeting Coach Flores? uh, Just go back in time and the impact that Coach Flores had on your life.
0: Okay, it goes back. uh, my, My connection with the Raiders was a kid about eight years old living in Santa Rosa, California, where the Raiders had their training camp at the El Rancho Tropicana. And you knew the Raiders were in town in summer camp because the city just just lit up, man. And all of a sudden, all these expensive sports cars showed up. You had Corvettes, you know. You had, it, it, you had trucks. You had all kinds of things. And you knew that the Raiders were in town, man. And so I go back to when I was my childhood, when I was eight years old. You know, Coach Flores was on that staff then. But uh, I've always watched the Raiders, man. And you know, Coach Madden, and then Coach Coach Flores. So uh, and then I got in the NFL, and of course I kept watching my favorite team. You know, although I was with the Philadelphia Eagles, I always kept an eye on uh, on at that time the Oakland Raiders, and uh, we had the opportunity to play against them uh, the Super Bowl year. We played against them twice actually. I think it was a preseason game where they mm-hmm. beat us, and then they came to Philadelphia, and we beat them like ten to seven. Uh, it was a great football game, man. It was, a, it was for, for the Eagles, it was a great football game. It wasn't a good game for, for, the, for the Raiders and Jim Plunkett because we sacked them like eight times or something like that. It was just one of those games where uh, we were just, our defense and offense was just clicking on all cylinders. So I've always been a Raiders fan. I've always been a fan of uh, Coach Madden and Coach Flores because those were the two coaches that I saw growing up as a kid. So uh, and then they had that opportunity, <laughs> you know. I got that phone call and I spoke to Coach Flores the day I got drafted in 19. I'm sorry, the day I got traded from the Eagles to the Raiders in '85, and uh, that phone call right there, man, it meant everything in the world to me because I knew that I was officially a Raider, yes. and my childhood dream came true. <laughs>
1: What was it like with Coach Flores? Because, you know, Al Davis is this big maverick overseeing John Madden and Tom Flores and Coach Flores as a position coach for John Madden in his second Super Bowl. He won his first as a backup to Len Dawson in the Super Bowl, and then he wins one as a wild card, which you mentioned, and then the second one in Super Bowl eighteen. Just overall with Coach Flores, how he was able to command the room, talk to players, wasn't a loud, boisterous guy, not a threatening guy, And he had an answer to Al Davis, who was one of the sharpest football minds of all time. Not many men could do that.
0: No, that's probably why Coach Flores was just so low-key and calm every time he spoke. You know, the thing with Coach Flores is that when you have a coach, as a player, when you have a coach that has played the game, that has been part of Super Bowl championship teams, they just command the respect. And it was like, you know what, Coach Flores, he's been there. He's done that. You know, he is a Raider. He's a Raider legend. And just to have that opportunity to to be coached by Coach Flores and and his staff, it was just, it was awesome because, once again, man, when you know the man that's running your show, your head coach, he knows what it takes to get it done, what what you need done. He knows what type of pressure to apply or when to back off. And it was just, it was. It was an extension of him, you know, of the Raider greatness. Uh, you know, being able to play for the Raiders, it's like, okay, here is Coach Flores and the man. You know, his credentials were awesome, and uh, it was a, it was the type of coach that you just wanted to play hard for, you know, because mm-hmm. he was all in, and uh, and we were all in.
1: Jerry Robinson joins us, legendary Raiders. So, you really enjoyed being one of the alumni and ba- ambassadors for this team, and now this is a. Big offseason for the Raiders. No fans, Jerry, last year. Now it'll be full capacity, plus Flores and Woodson going into Canton, Ohio, and everything that the Raiders are trying to prove and show everybody on the ground here. You heard Derek Carr as we came out of break, how close they were last year as a college football Hall of Famer at multiple positions playing the line, evolving into a great linebacker in the NFL. How important is Gus Bradley's voice now to line everybody up Calm down the chaos of last year, where players weren't lined up correctly, were out of position all the time. You watched every moment of every game, and they just let let the team down in the fourth quarter. They have to be improved, Jerry, this year if the Raiders are going to compete for the playoffs.
0: Oh, you're absolutely right. There were so many games, and and just we were we were so far and you know, so close uh, from being uh, into the playoff run of the whole thing. Is that? I know you know as a defensive player, you know there's a lot of things that go in with the game plan, and if you're calling signals, you got to make adjustments, and you got to be alert for this and alert for that. There's one thing about when you go into the game and the confidence level that you have when you know that for sure one hundred percent that your defensive coordinator and your and your linebacker coach or your position coach they every call that comes through. You are being put in the best position that you can possibly be to succeed. Now you just go play ball, and you don't want to think about it because you got enough to think about. And come game time, things are moving, moving faster than they are during practice. So just that you know, to know to be in the right place at the right time is is the most important thing. But I think the mental aspect. I know the mental aspect of knowing that this defense is called. Mm -hmm. this is the best defensive play this call and i've been put in the right position to do what i need to do now i need to go out and execute with my athletic ability to go get the job done just give me the chance to be in the right place at the right time all the time
1: and last one on the defense because yannick and was brought in off the edge so you got Cleveland Farrell and max crosby and they got a whole bunch of defensive tackles i mean solomon thomas quentin jefferson they should have depth it'll be a battle the linebackers are going to stay the same at least to start with Morrow, who had a good year, Kwiatkowski, Littleton, who didn't play well, a lot of pressure on him. And then they got some young kids, as you know, Jerry, Damon Arnett, Trayvon Mullen, John Abram, who I know you've talked to in the past. They got to step up now. It seems like Gus Bradley brought in Casey Hayward from the Chargers. There are other players. Trayvon Merrick was drafted to play safety. What is it like in the league when you're in your second or third year and you're looking around and you're saying, hey, man, there's new coaches here. They don't know me. My job's on the line. I better stay step up or I'm not going to be on this team much longer.
0: <laughs> JT, that's the that's the mindset that you need to approach it with. It's like, you know what? I need to be better than I was the year before. And, you know, during the offseason, it's, it's when you're working on your techniques and when you're watching games, you got to watch yourself doing good things and things that you don't do so well because the way you stay in this league is, the one who makes the fewest mistakes usually is the one that's going to stay around the longest. So it's, it's a mental thing, and it's an attitude thing, and, and especially defensively because that's really what I can speak about, the defensive side of it. It's that mental attitude. You have to be right in your mind, and it starts there. You know, I'm going to be the best ball player that I can be on this play, on this day, and in this game. And and you you approach it like that, and then you know what? It's like I played thirteen years in the NFL, and the thirteen years in the NFL, and the years even at UCLA, especially in the NFL, I started every thir- every every season I had <laughs> a starting position. But every time at training camp, I was always worried about somebody taking my job. That's the way I approached it. You don't get comfortable. Don't think you got it made just because of your contract or whatever it may be. Understand, someone has been brought in to replace you. We are all replaceable, and I've always, every year in training camp, I always get nervous. Even though I had was very familiar with the defensive scheme, you know, the game plan and all that kind of stuff and the terminology, I always approached it as somebody's here trying to take my job.
1: Love that. I mean, that is key, and you had a great long career, but you always brought that aggressive uh, nature and competition to every training camp every season and every play i'll see a bunch here my friend we'll talk to you we'll see you in person i'm sure i'll be introducing you at some alumni events and thanks for everything you do for me and the raider nation have a great rest of the summer jt
0: you're welcome and i'll see you in canton
1: <laughs> yes i'll see you in canton you got right, it buddy. appreciate it Even thanks jerry jerry i'll be in canton for coach flores really cool to hear that awesome so i hope you enjoyed jerry robinson and